welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello, hello, it's Fran here. I hope you're doing really, really well. In this episode, we're going to be covering the six most common gut healing mistakes that I see people making all the time. These mistakes waste time and money and mean that you don't get the results you want, at least not for long because they don't seem to stick around. Before we get into the episode, I want to quickly let you know about my signature gut health program, High Vibe and Gut Healthy. I took everything I've learned from working with hundreds of clients over the past six years and distilled it down into a simple step-by-step gut healing framework. If you're struggling with frustrating gut-related symptoms like bloating, burning, or belly pain, this program is for you. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash high vibe to learn more and save your spot. To save $50 on any of the program options, use the code PODCAST at checkout. Now, let's get into the episode and chat about the six common gut healing mistakes. Mistake number one is taking a random gut healing supplement and thinking that will fix all of your problems. Some common examples of this are probiotics, gut healing powders, or apple cider vinegar gummies. Now, this isn't to say that these things are bad. Probiotics are absolutely awesome. The thing is, if you're just taking a random probiotic, you don't really know why you're taking it, you don't really know if you need it, and it's not necessarily going to be addressing what's going on in your gut. This goes for any random gut healing supplements that you come across online. So when they're used randomly and not in the correct way, they're not particularly helpful. But when it comes to something like apple cider vinegar gummies, typically they contain additives, sweeteners, and all of these things that can actually potentially be causing more harm than good. So you're probably just going to be throwing your money away and not really getting a whole lot of benefit from taking that supplement. And it may potentially be having adverse effects as well. What we want to do instead is figure out what is actually going on in your gut. Why is it that you're experiencing these symptoms? And what are the steps that you need to take to actually restore the balance of your microbiome, support your gut health and overcome these symptoms for good? So if you want to dabble and experiment, that's perfectly fine. But if you're experiencing symptoms that are really impacting your quality of life, then please don't do that. Please take the time to figure out what is really going on. Get to the root cause so that you're not stuck experiencing these frustrating symptoms three months or six months or five years down the track. The second mistake I see people make is not improving their gut motility. Gut motility is the speed at which things move through your digestive tract. You can tell if your gut motility is off if you're not having regular bowel movements, but a really awesome thing that you can do as well is a transit time test. I call this the charcoal challenge. To do the charcoal challenge, what you want to do is consume something that's going to be really obvious and show up in your stool. I usually like to use activated charcoal, but you can also use beetroot or corn or sesame seeds as well. 
You want to note down when you consume that food and then keep an eye on the toilet for the next couple of days for when it comes out the other end. And the number of hours from when you actually consume the charcoal or food and when it comes out the other end is your transit time. And we want that transit time to be within 12 and 24 hours. If your transit time is faster than 12 hours, then you're probably not going to be absorbing nutrients properly. In that case, we want to look at food sensitivities or other root cause issues like gut infections that could be causing food to move through your gut too quickly. If your gut motility is longer than 24 hours, so you're having the charcoal and you're not seeing it come out the other end within 24 hours, or you're seeing it four or five days later, then your gut motility is on the slower side, which means that you're not actually getting rid of waste properly. And waste products can be actually reabsorbed into your system, which we really want to avoid as that can have all sorts of adverse impacts, contributing to things like hormonal imbalances, like excess estrogen. Gut motility is really really crucial. And I do have lots of episodes that dive into ways that you can support this, but some simple steps for you if you need to increase that transit time is to make sure you're well hydrated, so drinking plenty of water, and also using some electrolytes like coconut water or a quality salt. Having that warm lemon water in the morning is a really great idea as well, and also using a squatty potty. So these three things can be an absolute game changer when it comes to improving your gut motility. The third most common mistake I see people make is not improving their digestive function. So when you're taking random supplements like a probiotic or apple cider vinegar gummies, or even just taking gut healing supplements, you're never actually going to be improving the function of your digestive system, which means your ability to actually break down the food that you're eating. And if you never focus on improving your digestive function, you're never going to be able to eat a wide variety of foods or you're constantly going to be experiencing symptoms like bloating and indigestion and reflux and diarrhea when you eat these different foods. I see this mistake a lot when people have worked with various practitioners and they've done lots of different things, but they've never actually focused on improving their digestive function. And then they wind up on a really restrictive diet like the low FODMAP diet two or even five years down the track. First up, that diet, the low FODMAP diet is really restrictive. And secondly, it can actually have adverse impacts on our microbiome and the diversity of bacteria in the gut. So please make sure you improve your digestive function. Whether you have low stomach acid or you don't have enough enzymes to break down your food or whatever it is that's going on in your unique body. Some simple steps that you can put into action now include that warm lemon water, putting things like lemon and lime juice on salads and also using digestive bitters. Common gut healing mistake number four is not actually healing and sealing the gut lining. We've spoken about leaky gut in previous episodes, and it's really important that we address it if leaky gut is present. And for many people, it is. If you're experiencing leaky gut, taking a probiotic isn't going to fix the problem. Doing something like the low FODMAP diet can help because you're not triggering those digestive symptoms, but it's not actually healing and sealing that gut lining in any way. So what we want to do is specifically target and support the lining of the gut. There are specific supplements that can help this, but some food-based supports include unsweetened aloe vera juice and slippery elm tea. Some signs that you may have leaky gut include being sensitive to lots of different foods, having digestive symptoms like bloating, diarrhea or constipation, brain fog, 
skin issues like acne, eczema and rashes, joint pain, low or variable moods, fatigue and tiredness, and difficulty losing weight. There are many more signs of leaky gut, but these are a few of the most common ones. So make sure that you're addressing the health of your gut lining as part of any gut healing support plan. Gut healing mistake number five is not identifying your trigger foods. So in the long term, I really want us to start to move away from restrictive diets. But initially, when we're just getting started with the gut healing process, it's often necessary to eliminate some foods that can trigger our symptoms. This basically just takes the load or the stress or the burden off the gut so that we can focus on the healing and we can focus on improving digestive function so that you're able to reintroduce those foods. I like to start with a really basic elimination diet, focusing on whole foods and really just eliminating things like gluten and dairy to see how you go with that. And then you can move on to more advanced elimination diets only if that's necessary. Just keep in mind that food is really, really important here. And the food you eat is either going to be supporting and nourishing your gut or potentially impacting your gut in a negative way. So be sure to identify your personal trigger foods. And also just be mindful of the foods that can trigger symptoms in many people. Things like highly processed vegetable oils, which aren't great and we want to avoid them as much as possible anyway, and refined sugar. And also sometimes even things like coffee, which can impact our gut health as well. So we want to keep that in mind too. And full transparency, I love my coffee, so I will do my very best to not take that away from you. The final common gut healing mistake I see people make is not addressing stress. You could be absolutely nailing it in every area. You could have the perfect protocol. You could be improving your gut motility and digestive function, healing your gut lining and eating the perfect diet. But if you're stressed out, none of that is going to work in the way that it should. Yes, it's absolutely all going to help. But if you're really stressed, it's going to be really hard to heal properly. Some of my favorite ways to de-stress include having a morning routine. So starting your day on your terms, even if it's only five or 10 minutes, you could go for a walk or do yoga at home or whatever is going to help you start your day on the right foot. Also getting out in nature. So if you can go for a walk at a local beach or park or whatever you have near you. And when you're walking, just either listening to relaxing music or perhaps nothing at all, just mindfully walking and looking at what's around you. And just allowing yourself the space to be really present, which most of us just don't give ourselves the time to do. And of course, things like yoga and meditation and exercise in general can really support with stress as well. So to recap, the six common gut healing mistakes I see people make all the time are number one, just taking a probiotic or apple cider vinegar gummy and thinking that's going to fix all of your problems. We now know that that's absolutely not the case. Number two, not improving gut motility. And just a reminder, you can go and check out your gut motility by doing that charcoal challenge and taking some charcoal, sesame seeds, corn or beetroot, consuming it and then keeping an eye on the toilet for the next couple of days. And we're aiming for between 12 and 24 hours. That's an optimal transit time. Number three is not improving your digestive function. So we want to identify whether you need enzymes or stomach acid to actually digest and break down your food. And that is a really crucial step that so many people miss. Mistake number four is not actually healing and sealing the gut lining. If you're experiencing the signs and symptoms of leaky gut, 
You're going to have a really, really tough time getting over them unless you actually work on supporting that gut lining. And unsweetened aloe vera juice and slippery elm are a great place to start with supporting the health of your gut lining. Mistake number five is not identifying your trigger foods. This is another super important step in the gut healing process. And finally, mistake number six is not addressing stress. Be sure to incorporate some form of stress management into your everyday. If after hearing all of this, you feel like you want more, go and check out High Vibe and Gut Healthy. In this program, I walk you through finding your personalized gut healing diet. I give you nutrition, lifestyle and supplement protocols to help you improve your gut health and basically give you everything you need to know so you can avoid making these mistakes that we've covered in this episode, which I believe in the end is going to save you time and money and help you get results faster. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash high vibe to learn more and save your spot. Have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.